Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Nano Blitz podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Ben. What's up, Ben? Hey, Ethan. So today we got a really special episode. It's the peak of the NFL season, Super Bowl weekend. So I think I speak for everyone when I say we're super excited for the Super Bowl. This year, it's a really, really, I don't understand why everybody was complaining about the matchup this year. This this is fun. I like this. I completely agree with you. I know a lot of people wanted to see the Packers versus Bills. That would have been a great matchup too. But I don't see how you can see this as a bad matchup. It is, we talked about this a little in our last podcast. This is basically two generations crossing. You don't get to see this that often. Yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. So in, in fashion of the Super Bowl, we are going to, we are going to go over pretty much everything for the Super Bowl. Ben and I both agreed right before the podcast that we do not like score predictions. So we're just not going to do them. Uh, if you guys want them, maybe just comment in on our Instagram at NanoBlitz Podcast. Um, but I think we're ready. So, yeah, and also, and also, stay tuned for later in this episode, as well as our game pick for the Super Bowl, and like just analyzing it. We're also going to be talking about the top, not top three, but three Super Bowls that we just liked and we want to talk about. So yeah, that'll be later in the show. So yeah, um, you want to? We're so for how we're going to do this is. We're going to go by each position group and kind of see how wins the match, who wins the matchup. And then at the end, we're each going to say who think we think is going to win in general. So you want to start with quarterbacks, Ethan? So quarterbacks is really, really fun straight out the gate because it's the two. Okay. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm pretty sure at this point it's undisputed. I don't know who you'd, who you'd really put over Tom Brady. Um, He's 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 going to his tenth Super Bowl now, which is just insane. So, yeah, but uh, then you got someone who everybody's calling like I don't know I don't I don't know how he's like our next generation's goat. You know he's gonna be the best. Patrick Mahomes is set to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He already is the best, but he's gonna be one of the best up and coming quarterbacks ever he has potential to be just as good as Tom Brady accolade wise so really going against each other you look at talent and you think Patrick Mahomes but playoff Tom Brady's tough to beat and I'm gonna give my edge to Patrick Mahomes still just because I think he's a better player I still think Tom Brady's fantastic but I'm still gonna give it to Mahomes how about you Ben yeah so I agree with you that like in like the in like the regular season, I'd say that this quarterback would be not even really close. But Tom Brady just plays different in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, especially the Super Bowl. And honestly, it's really close. Like in the in talent wise, right now it's Mahomes by a mile. But just like who I think in general is going to be better, I'm honestly going to give this one to Brady. I think he's going to have a good game, and I think they're both going to have good games, honestly. But I just think that Brady is. He's always been amazing in the Super Bowl, and I think he'll keep that up. But, yeah, let's move into our next group of running. Oh, this is actually interesting. Running backs. Oh, yeah, this is interesting. Okay. Um, I'll let you go first for running backs if you want. All right. So, hmm, this is actually, like, a really tough pick. They're honestly similar. There's actually something I want to talk about real quick. Notice how Super Bowl teams – usually don't have like an amazing running back. They usually, the committee is becoming more popular in good teams. 
it is. It's true. I, I definitely think that both of these teams don't really have a great run game. I think the best running back I'll, – I'll let you go first. All right. So, on one side, we got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, maybe a little – maybe like a carry from LaShawn McCoy. And then on the yeah. Chiefs, we got Darwin Williams and the first-round draft pick running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I'm honestly going to give this edge to Ronald Jones. I mean, I mean, not Ronald Jones, just the Bucks in general. Because I think that Ronald Jones and Fournette, I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's about an average backfield. Ronald Jones was actually really good in the regular season. And Fournette's a pretty good power runner. I, I, I would just give them the edge over it. And also, you got to keep experience in mind. So, yeah, I'd take, the, um, I'd take the Bucks in the running back matchup. You know, I think that – I actually think that the Chiefs have a better backfield in general. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has shown uh, good, like, great sparks of greatness. So has Rojo. He rushed for the longest rush this season. Yeah. But I I, I do think that the Bucks are going to do better in the run game. Maybe not total rushing yards because, uh, you know, Chiefs run those weird, like, Miko Hardman gets 55 yards on a rush or whatever. Um, yeah, that's not I, It's just running backs. I know, I know. I think I think running back wise, I think the Chiefs are going to be passing a lot. Uh, we saw the Chiefs Bucks play already. Uh, Tyree Kill it was like a nightmare. Uh, I think they're going to be Carl, passing Carl, a lot. Carlton, what do you think Carlton Davis is doing at the, leading up to the Super Bowl? He's probably he's just so nervous. He's he's sleeping on a treadmill. That's how much he wants to get faster. Yeah. He's he's got to um, but I don't know. I <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take the Bucks with you. I do think the Chiefs have a better backfield, but Bucks are gonna run the ball more, and their running backs are gonna perform better in the Super Bowl than the Chiefs. All right. So so far we agree. I don't know. We actually didn't agree on quarterbacks, but we agree on the running backs. Moving on to receivers, we got two very and oh, by the way, this receivers is including tight ends, so it's wide receivers and tight ends. So for the Bucks, oh, we got, what'd you say? <laughs> it's not a question then. For tight for yeah. So for the Bucks, I'd say it's still close, honestly. Because the Bucks <laughs> probably have a better Chris Godwin say? has not played very good. That is in true. The he has took no, he's put he picked it up in the playoffs a little. He he has more drops in this year's playoffs than his entire career. Yeah, well, he had touchdowns, but maybe he did have a lot of drops. So we got Mike Evans, who is having his best year, one of the most consistent receivers in the league. Antonio Brown, who I'm a little bit disappointed in these playoffs. I thought he was going to really go. I made this prediction before. I'm kind of disappointed. I really thought he was going to go off in these playoffs. But who knows? Maybe he could just, like, go off in the Super Bowl. I could honestly see that happening. Then we got Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller, who challenged Tyree Kill to a race. And then Gronk. Uh, did you see that Tyree Kill said, I'll, we'll see what we can do um, during halftime? Yeah, I saw that. So he wants to race Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller probably saw that and pooped his pants. I would. If Tyree Kill wanted to come near me, I'd yeah. freak out. Then on the Chiefs side, we got the best tight end of the league, Travis Kelsey. Great receiver, Tyree Kill. Mecole. Is Sammy Watkins I, – I believe Sammy Watkins is playing. Oh, yeah. Sammy Watkins is playing. He's – you know, I saw someone put like thirteen thousand dollars on Sam. Yeah, I know. I saw that like, too. They put it. They put it on MVP. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> who knows? Does someone does, that happens a lot. So yeah, they yeah, got. Like, they, got the, they also got the speedster Miko Harmon, who can play in the running. Yeah, game too. 
Did you did you mention the best receiver in the NFL? Who? No, he's not the best. He he's up there. Uh, if you're gonna count all receivers as receivers, Travis Kelsey. I didn't. I mentioned him to start when I was talking about them. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you. And then, okay. So I really, I just really want you to think about this. Chris Godwin is not a playoff guy. Yeah. Antonio Brown, like you said, I can also see him just picking it up in the Super Bowl. Um, Mike Evans playing really good, big, huge red zone threat. It's not even fair. Yeah. Uh, Bronco, I'd say Devontae's a little better in the red zone, but he's up there. Yeah. Um, then um, uh, Gronk, you know, he picked it up towards the end of the season, and he's been pretty good. Um, and then you got Tom Brady throwing to them. It's it's really hard to pass up on. But oh, I hate to do this, but Week Twelve, the Chiefs and the Bucks played. You can triple cover, quadruple cover Tyree Kill like they did. They did, and Travis Kelsey is going to get wide open. There's yeah. not a question about it. Then they have Miko Hardman, who can take the top off the defense just well, almost as good as Tyree Kill can. And then Sammy Watkins is a pretty good receiver, too. I I, I think I'm still going to take the Chiefs over this, uh, or over the Bucks here. Yeah. Um, not because I like I, – I, I, it's not even that I like the Chiefs more than the Bucks. I definitely do this season because I'm not a big Tom Brady guy, but uh, just, like, overall, like, looking at the players and simply the players – obviously we don't know what like these coaches have planned i'm sure bruce arians isn't just gonna let the same thing happen that happened in week 12 in the super bowl it's not gonna happen but it's it's just something to think about player on player no plan no defense is being run specifically just the player as a player the chiefs have better receivers than the bucks yeah i agree with you the Bucks might have more like depth, honestly, like the receiver, because yeah. they have like four guys kind of where the Chiefs have like only like one like really good guy. I think Demarcus Robinson is still a, is even a pretty good receiver four at this point. I guess, but like they're not like the Bucks kind of have like three receiver ones, is what I'm saying. And then a receiver like three. So they have like three receiver ones, even though they have like that, it's just the duo. It's just the duo of Tyreek Hill and Kelsey is so good because guarding one automatically leaves the other guy open. It's kind of like yeah. impossible. I'm so, I'm very curious to see what his game plan is. So yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the Chiefs as well. I agree with you on that. Um so next, this is something I think is going to be fun to kind of go break down. A lot of people will just kind of skip past this say, "Oh, who's better?" But uh at least one of these teams has a really fun offensive line. And we're going to do offensive line here. Buccaneers, their their offensive line is top-notch. I think that Tristan Wirfs should have been all pro, but that's that's just me. I think they have such a good line. And I I I and then the Chiefs, they're like missing every starter on their offensive line. And it's shown that it doesn't matter as much as it usually should for a team because they're just very good and the bucks you know they have they, obviously their linebackers can blitz very well but 
like Jason Pierre-Paul literally had like one of the best, one of the best, because when he was on the Giants, he was really good. But he had one of the best seasons of his career. Vita Vea is playing this game. He's not a uh, though. Um, and then you know, the, but besides that, like Nadamikin Sue is not really great. You know, I, I, I definitely think the pressure is going to be there on Mahomes. And I think that the pressure is not going to be there on Tom Brady, which is good for him because uh, the Bucks' offensive line is so good. It, like, even down to, like, Alex Kappa, who's probably one of their weakest players on their line. I wouldn't even say he's that bad. Um, Is Alex – actually, wait, is Alex Kappa even playing? I don't believe he's playing. Then, yeah, well, then – I don't know. This this Bucks offensive line is still really, really good. They had like a top five offensive line for me this year. Yeah. So and it's not have... just Tristan Wirth. They have Marpet. They have some great players. I'm I'm gonna it's easy for me. I don't think it's even a question. It's the Buccaneers offensive line. Oh, I completely agree with you. I think without injuries, I pick the Chiefs, but they're they they're they have the, their best linemen out. I, I got the Bucks as well. I don't even need to talk about that much. I just I, I, you kind of said everything I wanted to say about them. Worse has just played outstanding, yeah. immediate contributor to this team. Honestly, if they did a yeah. redraft, you could make the argument that he'd go in the top three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the Giants would take in the top three. So definitely. Or they had the fourth, but still. I Honestly, you can make the case he could go number, oh, yeah. number two and number one. The Lions. The tackle is one of the most important positions in the league. You could even argue that it's more important than quarterback. I forgot the Lions had three. Yeah, so yeah, I got the line too. Moving on to the D line. I just forgot about Jeff Okuda completely. He was hurt. Poor Jeff Okuda. He got wasted by the Lions. Yeah. Moving so, on to D line. D line. Look, neither of these teams really have like a that strong of defensive line. That's not true. I, um, both of these, neither of these teams have a strong defensive line, but they work good. We're not counting linebackers, right? No, that's a separate. That's a separate category. So, yeah, neither of these teams have a great defensive line. Uh I'll let you. I'll let you go first here. Yeah. So for this one, this one's really close because I. I honestly disagree with you. I think both of these teams do have a good D line, but they they're good better at different things. The Chiefs D line is much better at rushing. The one the Bucks D line led by Vita Vea is a lot better at stopping the run. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs here because of one man, basically. I mean, D Ford's pretty good, but there's one man that I'm looking at. The exactly. a top three D tackle, Kenny Clark. He's. I think he's going to make a difference. Chris okay. Jones. Oh, my – I'm sorry. I said the wrong person. <laughs> I always get them confused. But, yeah, Chris Jones, I think, is going to make a huge difference. He's pro- the best pass rushing D tackle in the league. And, yeah, I think he could get a sack or two on Brady. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs uh, with the Bucks in this one. You know what? I'll, I really don't have a strong opinion, so I'm just going to agree with you. Uh, I'll take I'll take that, honestly. I'm fine with that. Uh, Chris Jones, if you were to put him against Vita Vea, just, like, talent-wise, Vita Vea probably stops the run a little better. But uh, I'd say Chris Jones is pretty good. And then – they kind of just have a supporting cast on the D line surrounding them. So yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Uh Chiefs right. probably have a better D line. Now the next category, I don't even think they really think it's up to debate. 
Yeah, Bucks. You don't even need to say it. It's linebackers. Linebackers. Let me just – I think we don't even really need to talk about this much. It's pretty unanimous. But let me just tell you this Bucks linebacking core. Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Levante David, and Shaquille Barrett. That may be one of the best linebacking cores of all time. Do I even need to, like, break it down? I feel like I sh- don't even need to. No, you like, don't really need to. They have the best middle – they have the best inside linebacker duo. They probably have the best outside linebacker duo. Hold on one second. Let me just check something real quick. You okay? So, Shaq Barrett. Okay, what? This is ridiculous. I know. So, <laughs> Jason Pierre-Paul drops nine and a half sacks with only nine fingers, <laughs> or something like that, right? Or no, he's not missing a finger. He's missing like a hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And two interceptions he got there, too. Then you don't really need to go down too much on, I don't know, the the sack chart. Devin White as a middle linebacker with nine sacks and 18 tackles for loss. It just, like, That's what? a guy that's really stepped up his game in the playoffs. You think? Yeah, he definitely. He won that game against the Saints for them. Yeah, the guy who dropped the nine sacks as a middle linebacker stepped up his game, which is just. Yeah, mind blowing. Which it's just like ridiculous. Uh, this this team is so so good when it comes to linebackers. Might be the best linebacking core I've ever seen. And I'm a Steelers fan, and I like like all of our linebacking cores. But this is like next level. It's insane. Shaq Barrett dropped eight sacks. This might be like the most sacks I've seen dropped by like a single linebacking core. Yeah. But yeah, so this one was pretty obvious. But the next one, the next one's actually really close. I'm honestly having a hard time. The secondary we, for the secondary. Are we doing safeties or combined corners and or DBs in general? DBs okay, and so just DBs. Oh. Yeah. So this one's really interesting because both of these teams are on both of these teams' secondaries are honestly led by a rookie. You got Jerry Sneed leading the Chiefs at corner, and then Antoine Winfield leading the um leading the Bucks at safety. You know Antoine Winfield. I don't like that people don't like how he is because yeah, I know he he did allow the highest passer rating this season by a long a long well, time. Jeremy Chin. Probably not as a as a rookie DB. I think Jeremy Chin was the best, but my my second best. Uh, not Julian Blackman, not any of them. I think it's Legarius Sneed. Uh, for Legarius Sneed? No, no, not for defensive rookie. For the best – or the second best rookie defensive back. Oh, I, I think – I think is Legarius Sneed. Uh, Legarius Sneed, if I have to pick a player that's going to randomly just do super-duper good in the Super Bowl, mine's going to be Legarius Sneed. And yeah, I, I can I, give you a lot of reasons why he – he, I don't know. He's just great. He's been great this this season in general. He can play pretty much any type of coverage you want, and he's he's gonna be good at it. He such a steal out of the draft. I don't know how he fell so far. What round did he get taken in? I don't know. Somewhere late, like six or something like that. And let me just tell you another fact about him. His passer rating when thrown, one of the best in the league, fifty eight point one. That's insane. Yeah, he a rookie. Okay, so Legarius Sneed was drafted with, okay, with pick one thirty eight in the fourth round. 
So they got Legarius Sneed, who's basically the best corner on their team, not DB. We'll get to him in a second. But Legarius Sneed's the best corner on their team, and he was drafted in the fourth round. That's such a steal. Yeah. Instantly, as a rookie, to be the best corner on on your team, especially a team like the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. is crazy. And then Bruce Arians drafted this player, actually, actually, onto the Cardinals. Uh, so the honey badger, uh, Tyron Matthew, who's played insane this season. He had like, he was like top three. He had the third most interceptions in the league. I believe so. I think he did with like six or something like that. High number, but, uh, yeah, he had, did he? Yeah, I think he had six. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Tyron Matthew had six interceptions. And, He's just played amazing this year. Uh, he's, you know, I've started to notice from him that, like, he's been a little, like, he's had, like, a short temper. I know he's, like, always kind of had one, but I've been starting to notice it a lot more lately. But that's not really has any – that doesn't really have to do too much with his performance as long as he doesn't do, do something bad, which I doubt he'll do in the Super Bowl because Andy Reid's a good coach, good locker room. Um, He's a winner. That's that's what's proven. And Tyron Matthew has got speed. He's got pretty good ball handling ability. He's, I don't know, he's just, he can hit well. He can tackle well. I think Tyron Matthew kind of like overshadows a lot of the Bucks secondary. I mean, Carlton Davis was pretty good besides Chiefs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs, too, and honestly, I don't think it's that close. The Chiefs, this is definitely the strongest part of their defense, and this is the part of their defense that wins them games. At the safety positions, they got they got Tyron Matthew, who's one of the best safeties in the league, and they got Daniel Sorensen, who always steps up in the playoffs. And then at corner, they Daniel got – Daniel even good this year. Daniel Sorensen had, like, five interceptions. Yeah, so yeah, they, they, they've just been doing good, and they got luxurious need. This Bucks team, all they they don't have good, they have a bad corner core, and they have one good safety. I don't think that's comparable to really the Chiefs. So yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs in this. Daniel Sorensen had three interceptions. I need to still. So, he, he's a play. He yeah. makes a lot of good plays. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, yeah, Chiefs, and that that brings us to the most important thing. So we got the special teams. Okay. Look, I need to say this. I don't think I've even mentioned this on the podcast. Harrison Butker is my favorite player of all time. He's the Chiefs kicker. Um, I, he, I love him. Uh, and I think they have the better special teams, even looking past Harrison Butker. I think they have better kick returners. I know Miko messed up, but he didn't really last game, but whatever. Um, I think the Chiefs also have a better, uh, better special teams. You're not sure. Would you I, agree with that? I would agree just because of Butker. Tommy Townsend's been pretty, pretty good too. That's good. All right, <laughs> so now that we've got the most important part of the video out of the way, let's go over actual game picks, like just in general. And Super Bowl MVP as well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, 
do you want to do okay so you can do uh your game pick first then i'll do mine then i'll do my mvp first and you can do yours all right so this one is really tough for me this is definitely a very even super bowl matchup but the, they both have strong suits definitely with the chiefs they're just passing attack in general and then the bucks with their linebacking core so i do think travis kelsey will not be as productive as usual but tyree kill the only really will be productive if it is if they lock everyone up on Tyreek Hill. But even then, Devin White and Levante David are both really fast linebackers, and they could come back to guard. So, oh, this is this is re- this is really tough. But you know Look. what? Look, I'll be I'm, when you're decide. I'm just gonna say something real quick. All right. Remember when the Chiefs were playing the Bills and the Bills shut down their pass attack, and so they just ran the ball on them. Yeah. That that can happen, it can happen again. I know, I know their linebackers are much better than the Buccaneers, but or than the Buccaneers, the Bills. But I don't know. I, I yeah, but I the Bucs also have the best run defense in the league. I I okay, just just go. You know what? I, I'll let you I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Going into this right. show, going into this pot. Wait, let me talk for a little. Going into this podcast, I was actually planning on picking the Chiefs, but. I changed my mind after reviewing all this. I think that linebacking core really helps them. And my Super Bowl MVP pick is Antonio Brown. Okay. Uh, if I had to – okay. So, before anything, I just want to say – okay. If, if the Chiefs were to win the Super Bowl, who is your Super Bowl MVP? Um, I think it's going to be – it would be Mahomes. I, I, so – I think that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I've thought long and hard about this. Like, I don't know. There's not much football to think about right now, except for, oh, where's Deshaun Watson maybe going? Or Matt Stafford's on the Rams now. That's cool. But, you know, the Super Bowl is obviously the biggest thing right now for me. And so that's like what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about football. Oh, the Super Bowl is really, really soon. It's in three days. Um, at the time of recording this, might be might be in two by the time this is released. Um, and just like thinking about everything, what could happen, who could be good, like I thought of every little scenario, and I think the Chiefs are just gonna win. The Chiefs are too good to not win at this point. I mean, we saw them. The only time I think I've really seen the Chiefs this year like break, um. And I don't even think they played that bad against the Raiders, um, even though they yes they lost. Um, I remember that that week was funny because everybody was like Raiders are like Super Bowl dark horse candidates, which is just ridiculous. But um, I think the only time we've really seen them break is against the Falcons, and they lo- and they won that game. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. But against the Bucks, I just I look. I know everybody's thinking, oh, maybe they'll have a game plan against Tyree Kill this time. It's not like they didn't have one going into it. I mean, they know he's fast. Everyone knows Tyree Kill is fast. Like, that's what he's known for. And he's got, like, great release, too. He's he's such a good wide receiver. And I'm not saying Tyree Kill is, like, the Chiefs. But that's the thing. Tyree Kill isn't just the Chiefs. There's Travis Kelsey. There's Patrick Mahomes. There's... So many weapons surrounding Patrick Mahomes, too. And that's just the offense. Their defense has been 
not as good as I, I don't think their defense was as good as it was last year. I think their secondary definitely improved, but uh, I'd like to see Chris Jones do a little better, but that's whatever. Um, but putting everything in, into like, I don't know, putting everything together, Chiefs are my Super Bowl pick. And not just because I don't want the Bucks to win or Tom Brady to win. And then my Super Bowl MVP, you know, it's tough. It's, it's tough to not choose Mahomes, And I think that's a safe answer, but, but I, so I'm going to take Mahomes. but if I'm, if I'm not going to take a safe answer, I'm going to take one of those random defensive players and they're going to get like a pick six or something like that, or something like, I don't know, something ridiculous. Like one of the DBs, hopefully Legereus Sneed. I like him a lot. Um, and then if the Bucks were to win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, unless he plays like garbage, it's probably going to go to like Tom Brady because this is probably I, – I mean, he's probably going to play next year too. But, you know, he, he can – he could win Super Bowl MVP this year or he can maybe win it next year if the Bucks are back there. I don't, I don't know about that, but it's not impossible. Um. So yeah, probably Tom Brady if I'm gonna give someone a Super Bowl MVP, unless he plays not good at all. All right, so I got the Bucks. You got the Chiefs. Yeah. So um, yeah. So yeah, that wraps up so, our first segment. But now we're gonna go into our second segment where we talk about just three Super Bowls, and we're gonna try not to have repeats, by the way. So just like keep it like fresh. So yeah, you want to go into your first Super Bowl that you just kind of want to talk about some of the moments. Yeah, so I think this is tough for me because my two favorite teams in the NFL, and a lot of people don't really have this, but I have two, like, like my favorite team, like the team at the top is tied between two. I just can't decide. Oh, like, by the way, this is only for the 2000s. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not going past that. We're not going back to, like, I don't know, like the championships. Uh, but – as a huge Giants fan and a huge Steelers fan, I don't know what to do. But when I think of Super Bowl history and taking out my favorite, you know, my favorite Super Bowls or favorite teams, at least, I think you still got to take into accountability 2007 Super Bowl, which is between the Giants and the Patriots. For the first time, uh, and it's not just because of the David Tyree catch, which was awesome, by the way. Just like, wow. But that has nothing to do – I mean, it definitely has something to do with my pick, but not the only reason I picked this. The Patriots were undefeated, had Randy Moss break a record, Tom Brady break a record, and they looked unbeatable, and a sixth-round draft pick – comes in one hand or one helmet catches it. <laughs> I don't even know what you would call that. Catches it with his helmet and beats the best Patriots team ever. And the Patriots historically are one of the, well, not historically, but we're talking about the two thousands during the two thousands, the Patriots are the best team without a question. Not maybe not. I don't know. The 07 Patriots are a top three team of the 2000s. I think that's very yeah. easy to say. 
And just to watch the Giants, who were a clear underdog, win, especially in the way they did. Like a, I don't know. The two best players on the Patriots, well, offensive, I don't know. You can you can say some people, but the two best offensive players on the Patriots that year, breaking records, having their best season, and just losing. It, it, it's it's I don't know. It's just historic, and that's why I definitely had to choose it here. So, uh, the David Tyree catch Super Bowl. I don't even. I don't even know what else to call it besides the 2007 Super Bowl or, you know, the, yeah. so, you know, Super Bowl, uh, what was it? Super Bowl uh, 42? Probably. I don't want to be wrong. Hold on. I'm searching it up. It was yeah, 42. It's 42. Okay. All right. So my neck, my first one that I'm going to talk about is – the Steelers versus Cardinals and the Super Bowl right after that, Super Bowl 43. And this was just a great Super Bowl in general. It came down to the last wire, that great catch by San Antonio Holmes to basically seal the game. But that wasn't even the only good moment. It was just a close game throughout. And possibly a better – there might have been actually a better moment in that with James Harrison's 100-yard pick six. which yep. was <laughs> Those two moments were just – Great. And the game was close for the entire time. So I felt that this just deserved a spot on my list. And there was a lot of memorable moments in it. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely was going to put that if you didn't, but I kind of knew you were going to put that because why would you not? Uh, It's one of the most historic moments twice. (laughs) Uh, Really, really good game. I agree with you, like overall. And my next my next uh, game is I'll, I'll save this one for you, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll save that. Okay, so I'm gonna do the 2002 Super Bowl where the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won. Uh, obviously now I don't want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win. Uh, it's not really I don't want them to. I don't think they will, and I don't want to be wrong, so I guess I don't want them to. But their team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that year and like pretty much only that year. <laughs> was just elite. I uh, This defense, just super good for such, like, they had such a good team. They had, who'd they have? They had Warren Sapp, uh, Derek Brooks, who won Super Bowl MVP. They may have had Simeon Rice. They just had such a good team. And, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive to, like, watch it, but... If I, I mean, I watch a lot of clips and stuff (laughs) and I wish I could be alive to watch it, but such a good, such a good game. Like, I don't know. It's just cool. I don't, that's like the only way I can put it. The Raiders and especially because it was like the Raiders and John Gruden was like the Bucks coach. I don't know. It's just. It's just a good game. That's definitely like another one where you can really only put it as a good game. So, yeah, I I don't know what else to say about it. I'll let you Yeah, I agree with you. I think that a large part contributing to that. It was a good game, but a large part contributing to that was I don't know if you would say – Yeah, the the, 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 the build-up was one of the main reasons it was good. 
Yeah, I mean the the score of the actual game. The actual score wasn't good, but like it was memorable. But yeah, the next game that I have on my list, I had to put this on here, and I actually think it's one of the most underrated Super Bowls. Super Bowl Thirty Eight: The Patriots versus the Panthers. Obviously, I wasn't was alive for. I may have been alive for this. I don't know, but obviously, I wasn't watching this game. But you know, this is you would have. This was actually the year. This is the year we were born. So yeah, obviously, but yeah. obviously, obviously, I'm not too, wasn't too ha- I'm not too happy that the Panthers lost this game because of my favorite team. But you can't deny how good of a game it was. It came down to a last second field goal. It was really competitive, just like the entire game. And Delhome in this game threw a bunch of bombs. He threw like an I forgot I'm pre- I believe him. He threw like two touchdowns that were like sixty plus yard touchdowns in this game. I believe. One to Musa Muhammad and one to Steve Smith. And yeah, Dell, if Dell, it was just like, it was just a high powered offense by the Panthers this game. And they lost in the last second, but they put up a good effort against the the Patriots dynasty. And yeah, I think this is definitely one of the most underrated Super Bowls of all time. Um, wow. So this one fell to me. I was waiting for you to do this one. Let's talk about the Falcons. <laughs> And the just the funniest Super Bowl game. I okay, so I got into football pretty well after this Super Bowl happened. I wasn't always into football my entire life, but I remember me with a very little understanding of the Super Bowl and still seeing it's it's just simple as you see numbers 28 to 3 in a, any score of any game and you think oh the team with 28 points in the fourth quarter is gonna win and they they don't it's just oh my goodness it's ridiculous it's hilarious it's the most falcons thing i mean and ever since then everyone has been memeing the fact that the falcons blow every lead they seem to take they lose by scoring. They, they, it's like this, this Super Bowl kind of just like mapped out where the Falcons are going to be for the next couple of years. Yeah. And it's only going downhill. Now, like the other years, at least they were better than the Panthers. Now the Panthers are pretty much better than the Falcons. It's getting to the point where Falcons are one of the bottom teams in the league, especially like who are they really going to take in the draft? It's tough. They can use so much. But this isn't a draft video. Let's just let's just think for a second. They are going to win this Super Bowl. There is like no way that like they lose, and then they do. <laughs> it's just it's plain and simple, and it's so funny to just think about it. The fact that the oh my 28 to three blown lead. And I know everyone says, oh, 28 to three. Like, that's how you make a Falcons fan mad. But seriously, 28 points is so much more than, especially in the fourth quarter. It just doesn't make sense to me. But I'll let you, I'll let you do your last one. All right. But before I move on to my last one, there's just a funny story I have to say about that game. I'm not going to mention his name, but I was at my friend's house for that game who was a Falcons <laughs> fan. And I was like in like fifth grade. And 
<laughs> so I go, I go there. We're watching. I'm happy that his team's winning, even though I like the Panthers at the time. I was still happy his team's winning. They're up 28 to three. I leave at halftime, probably to like go to bed or something. But I wasn't gonna go to bed. But like, I just like went home. And I'm like, you know what? I could just go home. This game is over. The Falcons are dominating. They're off 28 to three at halftime. I don't think there's. I think this game's honestly over. And then I go watch the rest of my house, and I feel so bad for my friend that's a Falcons fan because they get absolutely destroyed in the second half. And I was so confident that they were going to hold on to the lead, and then it didn't happen. So, yeah, that's just a funny story. Yeah, you just got to, like, remember, this is before Falcons were, like, notorious for blowing the lead. Yeah. So nobody was expecting this. And now, like, I'd expect it. Yeah, but my last game is – Another recent Super Bowl. I honestly think this one's better than the Falcons game just because it was competitive for the entire one. We got Super Bowl 52, the Eagles versus the Patriots. One of the best underdog stories in Super Bowl history. The, the backup quarterback, Nick Foles, beating the GOAT and winning Super Bowl MVP. This game just had so many good moments. It was a, it was a high-scoring game. I'm pretty sure it's the highest-scoring game in Super Bowl history. The, the the Nick Foles catching a touchdown, the 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 um the Dallas oh no the Zach Ertz touchdown catch was also good. There was just a lot of like this game was just in my personal experience out of all the Super Bowls I've seen, this was definitely the best one I've seen. This was better than the Falcons one because the Falcons one was only it wasn't close at all actually because it wasn't close at any part of the game because in the first half the Falcons were dominating the Patriots second half the Patriots were dominating. So I definitely think that this is better. Yeah, and Nick Foles catching that touchdown is just so memorable. And I just love, like, the story that came out of this. Like, this dude who wasn't even on a team a couple years ago and is a backup quarterback comes in, he drags that team all the way through the playoffs and then caps it off with a Super Bowl MVP against the greatest quarterback of all time. So, yeah, yeah, that's my last pick. He just fell off the face of the earth after that, too. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Um, yeah, and a little honorable mention or something I just want to bring up real quick. So we know what happened when the Panthers played the Broncos in the Super Bowl. We know what happened. Look, what happened? It's, it's fine. Ben, come on, don't do this. What happened? <laughs> so Ben isn't stupid. Don't worry, guys. He does this every time I bring up this Super Bowl. And I do bring up the Super Bowl a lot because it makes Panthers fans mad. But but that's not why I'm that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the 2013 or was it 2013? No, no, no. 2012 Super Bowl. Which one do you what which uh matchup? Just tell me the matchup. No, that's 2012 was Giants Pats. 2014. Yeah, 2014. So the Broncos beat you in the Super Bowl. It happened. It's okay. The Seahawks beat the Broncos 43-8 to <laughs> in a Super Bowl with yeah. Peyton Manning, the Broncos quarterback. How did they only score eight? That was like the best offense, like one of the best offenses of all time, too. I know. <laughs> well, it wasn't one of the best offenses, but Peyton Manning was literally breaking like records, and they still stand today. Yeah, but the thing is, that just like shows like such a good defense that the Seattle team had. They had Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, and then they had Russell Wilson in his like second year in the NFL. Um, 
this is such a fun Super Bowl. Even though it's not even like a great game, just it's just funny. I don't know. It's just something that the Panthers. So what would what would happen if that Panthers team played this Seahawks team? They'd probably lose. Yeah, you think? Like, cause they lost. They lost to the. I don't know. Whatever. The Broncos team was also different the, 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 a few years ago because they like Von Miller like was like defensive player of the year caliber. Yeah, he actually has never won a defensive player of the year, which is crazy. Yeah, but that pretty much wraps up our podcast for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed watching. Check out our Instagram at the Nano Blitz Podcast. Leave us suggestions. And yeah, so this will, this is actually the last episode of our this this season, our first season doing this. We'll definitely be pumping out some videos over the off season. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed and see you guys in the off season, or we'll probably be talking about either trades or free agency. Bye, dudes.